everyone, this is Coach KJ, and I'm here with another episode in Money Plays called CDs is Not the Play. And I know what everyone is thinking when we're talking about CDs, and contrary to what you may be thinking right now, it's not the CDs that you're talking about. But I do want to kind of lay out a backdrop on CDs because, you know, this is going to kind of tell our age or at least my age. Back in the day, you know, back in the back days, days of the days, is that music has kind of, you know, evolved with how it produces the sound for us on what we're playing um, the music on. So back in the day, they started with, you know, the vinyl with records. And then we went from records to roughly eight tracks for those young people that don't know what eight tracks are. Go ask your parents or your grandparents. And then we did a progression from eight tracks to tapes. And that was kind of my era. I was in the tape era and I had just about every tape that you can play. And if you want to, you know, reminisce a little bit, go check out uh, Jodeci uh, one through six, the first album. That was the cassette that you can you can let play on side A and let it run to the end and wouldn't have to change it just just as a reference. So besides the point. All right. From uh, cassettes, we had. CDs, right? And CDs kind of took the place of tapes. And I was kind of upset with that because I had to kind of leave my tapes alone and, and discard those. I wish I had them to this day, but CDs were the move because they were more compact and easy accessible to what the, the music industry was doing. So CDs was the way to go. And then we progressed from CDs to digital music where we currently at, where we can get music in a drop of a dime, you know, we don't have to file it in our car or it makes a mess in our car. We just hit play on our, through our phones or on our, our vehicles and the digital music is available to us. But going back to CDs and that whole transition from tapes to CDs, it allowed us to be able to skip to a different song in a heartbeat and not have to click rewind with the cassette. We can easily get to the song that we prefer to listen to in a heartbeat and cds had its moment now using that as a transition with money cds is not the play anymore just like it wasn't in music or isn't in music anymore you know cds for money wise is not the play even though it has a play for a specific purpose in my opinion but for building wealth or accumulating uh, extra income, CDs is not the play. And I know that people are like saying, what? yeah, what? Yeah, CDs is not the move anymore, ladies and gentlemen. So CDs, if you don't know what they stand for, is called certificates of deposit. And they're usually brought through a bank. And for all of my listening audience, the bank is not the place for you to invest in. They are not designed for you to make a lot of money. If that was so, go look at your savings account and look at the interest that is on that savings account that you get. 0 0.015 in most cases. It can be as high as 2, 3, 4% I've seen. But for the most part, um, it is 0 0.11, 0 0.015. Those are rates that will never allow your money to grow. Okay. So we're talking about CDs. Now CDs back in the day were a play. 
because that's pretty much what most people had available to them to put their money into to make some type of interest. However, when you're dealing with the bank, like I said, banks are in business to make money, whether it's through deposits and fees. And you can't get ahead in life with, with your money growing with that concept. So therefore, we have to find other alternatives. Okay. And the CD, like I said, stands for certificate of deposit. And let's go through a few scenarios why I don't suggest CDs. And then I'm going to give you the one plus that a CD can be used for and for short term. Okay. So let's go. I'm going to go in reverse. Usually we go pros first, cons. I'm going to go cons and then pro, right? You, you notice I didn't put an S on the pro because I think it just has one use, but it definitely has a lot of cons. Okay. So if we take our money and let's just use uh, $1,000 as the benchmark for our CD or the money that we're going to have. If I was to go buy a CD right now, most CDs require you to have an amount to put in, a minimum amount to put in that CD. Oftentimes you might see that you can put a, you know, there's no minimum amount of money in putting the CD, but you know, from what I've seen, you have to put in a certain amount of money to get the interest that was advertised. But let's just use this for example. Let's take that I have $1,000. I've been saving $1,000 and I want to make some money off this $1,000. And I have no knowledge of any other products that can get me a better return. All right. And it's just plain out ignorance. We just don't know what we don't know. So let's say I have $1,000 and I go buy, let's say, a one year CD. Now, you can get a CD for one month, three months, you know, nine months, six months, all the way up to five years on a CD. You can get have your money locked into a CD. But we're just going to go on a one year term. And the longer you keep the term or you have the term, the more interest you will get, the shorter, the less. All right. So let's just say I have a thousand dollars one year term on a CD and I have my thousand dollars in that particular vehicle for one year and it pays, let's say, five point three, five percent for one year. OK, well, a lot of you are saying, man, that's pretty good. Five point three, five for a year. Um, I'm going to stop that thought process on you right now because that's really not that good if you really look at the grand scheme of things. And I'm going to give you a couple points. Point number one, 5.35. Okay. What is inflation today? Inflation is, let's say, at least 3%, but past couple months, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 5 6% inflation. So, but let's just go 3% on the average. So you take 5.35, which is the interest you would get on the CD, minus 3% on interest or inflation, I should say, that gives you 2.35%. Okay, net. That's not going to cut it 2%. Then on top of that, when that CD is up, guess who's waiting at the finish line for you? That, that would be Uncle Sam with his hand out looking for his cut. So therefore, now I have to pay that amount of money. So let's do the math. So $1,000, 5% interest, right? Roughly gives me $50 on $1,000 for a whole year. So you tied up my money for a whole year and you're going to pay me $50? Hmm. Okay. Then I got Uncle Sam at the finish line. It's like, I want my cut. So let's say Uncle Sam takes out another, let's just say 
10%, right? That's $5. So my net now is $45 for a whole year that I tied up my money. That's insane, ladies and gentlemen, and we can do better than that. So for me, that's a, a big con because one, you have my money locked up for a year. Now, let's say I want to access that $1,000. Here's another con. I want to access that $1,000. Something came up and I need that money. Remember when I told you that the bank is in business for deposits and fees? Well, check this out. The reason why they have your $1,000 sewed up for a year is because they're taking that money and guess what they're doing with it? Investing. So they're like, well, we don't mind paying them 5% after the year term is up because we've doubled or tripled that. So 5% is nothing for us. That's why banks stay in the business of deposits and fees because they can offer things like that. And another term for that in street terms is that's gangster. That's some gangster stuff. So imagine me holding your money for a year and saying, you know what, I'll give you back $50. And I go out and make $10,000 on your thousand and give you 50. So my net is what? $9,950. Who wouldn't do that? I know I would. So maybe I should become up. I should come up with the coach KCD and let's see if that, that works. Cause I won't have no problem paying $50 to anybody that wants to, uh, you know, put their thousand dollars in and let me work my magic. I would definitely do that. That might be an idea. But anyway, so that's con number two. They're taking your money and they're investing it and they're paying you back a minimal amount of interest with the understanding that you have to pay taxes on that money. That's crazy. So that's two cons for me. Okay. Now they also have CDs that are go out as far as five years. So imagine that you have that thousand dollars in there and you go out five years. Well, your argument might be like, well, it's compounding at 5% per year. Okay, well, let's let's do the math. $1,000 in five years is not $1,000. That $1,000 is sitting there losing value, right? Because we know everything gets expensive. We're talking about inflation at 3%. So we, you're only netting 2% per year on that money. It's not worth it. So I don't understand why. I mean, I do understand why we have people that do CDs because, like I said earlier, they don't know what they don't know. So they feel that if I do put my money in a CD, I am doing something. And if somebody asks me, you know, am I investing? They will say, yeah, I got my money in a CD. Well, that doesn't pay any bills. You know, that's not going to pay for my child's education or uh, help me to go on that trip that I want to go on. I'm still going to have to put money with that. Okay. So that's not the move, right? And CDs is not the move, ladies and gentlemen, that is a prehistoric vehicle to get you to your destination. In other words, the way you're investing now, you have a 1985 Honda Accord versus somebody's Corvette. That's not going to work at all. You're not going to get to your destination for a long time. Meanwhile, the person with the Corvette will be at their destination chilling because they got there faster. Okay. Now, the plus side to a CD is this. If I'm going to make a large purchase, example, a house or a 
a piece of land or anything like that. I wouldn't mind putting my money into a CD for a month or three months just to hold it there. Because when you're going through a process of buying a house, a property, the underwriter of that particular deal wants to see that you have some type of money sitting there, not in your checking account because they know you're paying bills and doing everyday things with that type of money. They don't want to see that balance going up and down like a yo-yo. They want to see it stable. It's there. So when the deal is ready to close, we can finally close the deal because the money's there and you made a little bit of interest on there. Okay. I can, I can roll with that concept with a CD, but I won't roll with the CD for any type of investing to get me ahead in life. Absolutely not. Because here's the thing. If you, if you ever heard of the rule of 72, the rule of 72 is, tells us it, how many years it takes for our money to double. And what you do is you take your rate of return, which in this case would be the 5%, and divide that into 72. And that will give you the amount of years it will take your money to double. So if we use that scenario, if I use the CD vehicle, that means my money is going to double every 14 years. So if I have $1,000 in 2024, in 20, what, 2038, my 1,000 would be 2,000. Okay, let that sink in for a minute because that right there um, is a head scratcher. If I'm saving for my kids' education, if I'm planning to go on vacation, in 14 years, one, that's not enough money for to go on vacation. Two, that money is going to be taxed, right? Three, uh, I can't go on vacation with that type of money. And four, in 14 years, inflation is going to be that much more greater that I can't go on the trip that I planned in 2024 and 2038. So all the way around, it's a bad idea. And I tied up my money. So ladies and gentlemen, CDs is not the play. Just like right now, you can't go to uh, anywhere and go get a CD other than maybe Walmart and go get a CD or Amazon. But you got to have a CD player. Who the heck sells CD players anymore? I know I haven't seen one in a minute. CD player. And those are called uh, dinosaurs, according to the, the youngsters. Nobody, youngsters don't play CDs no more. Everything is digital. But CDs is not the play, ladies and gentlemen. And you can understand why I'm uh, giving you guys this information because I want you guys to know that there's other vehicles that gives you a better rate of return in a short period of time than a CD. Stop putting your money in banks to think that you're going to grow it. A savings account is not the vehicle for investing. It's not. Go look at your interest rate at your bank for a savings account. 0 0.015, 0 0.011. That's a no-go. So what other vehicles are there? Well, I'll tell you. Besides a bank, right? Open yourself up a investment account. Go look at, you know, if you want to play it safe, go look at some mutual funds. If you want to play some stocks, get some um some good returns on stocks, which I strongly recommend. Do some dividend plays if you want some income, you know, monthly or quarterly. And to bring up that monthly dividend to our group that uh, we have in our community at Playbook Investment Group, we have dividends that pay us 6, 10, 11% per month. So why in the heck would I go buy a, a CD that pays me 5% for the year when I can go get 6% for the month. Now let that sink in. 
And if I multiply six times 12, that means I'm making 72% on my money per year while you're making five. Rule of 72 is going to take me one year to double my money with that vehicle versus the 5% for one year. It takes me 14 years. Would you rather have the one or the 14? Now, I know everybody would choose the one. That would be the wise choice. So there's other vehicles out there besides a CD that could maximize your money. Here's another point that I want to stress. Most people in this country, and when I say most, over 50% of Americans have less than $500 saved in their savings account. So with that being said, if you have $500 saved in your you know, savings and you're making 0 0.015 on that money, that means at the end of the year, you're making roughly anywhere between two to seven dollars on that money. That's crazy. Five hundred dollars alone is not enough to have in, in any savings because anything can happen. You know, you might have to go on a trip. Something happens to a family member. You might have to get on a plane to, to go see about that loved one. Uh, car issue, water pipe, you know, for anything can happen. And $500 to fix anything or go anywhere is going to be very, very tough to accomplish. So therefore, if you have that $500 sitting in the savings, you need a vehicle to help build that account up. So in case emergency does happen, that $500 now is, you know, six, seven, eight hundred $800. And now you can, you know, make some small repairs or, or go on a quick trip if you need to and still have some money left over. So I wanted to bring this to the table to you guys about CDs and why they shouldn't be played anymore. They're outdated. They've run its course. There's a lot more products uh, available to you that far exceeds what a CD can provide for you. And we just have to stop settling for the status quo and saying, okay, CDs is, you know, that's all I know. Well, get with or go on the internet or get with somebody that knows other vehicles that can get you the best return on your money because that's what it's all about. You know, I ask quite a few people, you know, just in passing, just to be inquisitive and sometimes just to be annoying. What is your ROI? And I'm going to make a, a t-shirt that says, what is your ROI? That's one question I'm going to ask because most people don't know what their ROI is because they don't know what ROI is or they don't pay attention to what the ROI is when they signed up for a vehicle that had an ROI. They just said, oh, I'm just going to put my, my uh, money in a CD or a savings account and don't even know what the ROI is. And if you don't know what the ROI is, how do you know how much money you're making? And if you don't know how much money you're making, then how are you going to know that you're, you're going to get to your destination? Do I need to put more money in, less money, take it out, use another vehicle? That's one question. The second question, and this is another show, is what is your tax bracket? I ask people what is their tax bracket is, and they think it's a rapid refund at H&R um, Block. They don't know what their tax bracket is. How do you not know what your tax bracket is, what you're being taxed at? That doesn't make any sense. So you just let Uncle Sam just Debo you for some money and not knowing how you can bring that taxable income down. Now, that's another show. But those are the two questions. What is your ROI? And I'm going to do a survey. I know at least in my group, and they probably know their ROI because we invest every day. So they probably know their ROI. But I'm just going to ask the question anyway and say, what is the ROI to a multitude of people and see what they say? I probably will get crickets. I probably will get crickets because one, most people don't have an ROI to give me. 
And the people that do have some type of investment or savings don't know what ROI is. So either way, that stinks. And that just lets me know we don't pay attention to the things that we need to uh, pay attention to regarding our money. And I'm giving it to you raw and cut because that's my job. You know, I'm not here to sugarcoat anything in regards to money. I'm also not going to sugarcoat when it comes to our habits uh, about money because our, our habits dictate how we make money, spend money, our habits. It's all in our habits. It's not about the money. It's more so about our habits because we can have all the money in the world and do stupid stuff with it and then get broke again. And I, I was watching a movie last night um, and it was really, really good. It was about uh, it was on Netflix. It's called Dumb Money. And the the movie was in regards to the um, the phenom that happened during the pandemic with GameStop. And I encourage you guys to go watch that particular movie. It's very good on Netflix. And it has so many layers to it in regards to how people view money because it gives a different demographic of the rich, the middle class, the, uh, the low middle class people that invested in GameStop at that particular time. And it just shows you how people view money when they have it and how people view money when they don't have it. And then it also views the people that didn't have it but then got it and then reverted back to their old habits and then lost it. I love the movie. It was pretty funny too, but it was a really, really good movie for uh, someone to look at when it deals with investing in it and it breaks down uh, some, some very key things about investing that I think the average person should go watch. All that to say is, ladies and gentlemen, CDs is not the play. I've yet to go in a car of recent and see a tape deck a eight track player. I've yet to go into a household and see a, a vinyl record. I've yet to see um, any of those things that we used to listen to music back in the day currently in somebody's house or car. Okay. Even when, if you go to a party, they're digitally mixing those, you know, songs. I don't see nobody with a, a you know, a 808 mixer, you know, mixing and scratching records. Don't see that. So why in the heck would I be mixing and scratching a CD right now? Doesn't make sense. There's other vehicles and other music to be played, you know, more efficiently, effectively than the old CD, figurative, figuratively and literally. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get on board. All right. It's January 23rd. We are 23 days into the new year. The question is, what are you doing with your money? Are you in CDs that's not playing the music that you wanted to play? Or are you in the digital space with your money and you're able to get access and make plays on that music whenever you would like because it's in your playlist? Makes sense to me. I, I like the other, I like the latter part. I like, you know, having access and being able to maneuver my money around and get the best possible ROI I can get rather than be stuck for a year in a CD and I have no type of uh, movement, no type of flexibility of getting out or moving to a better position. Because once it's locked in there, the banks is going to, like I said, charge you a fee to get it out of there. You know, I've seen, I've seen CDs where you have to have 2,500, 5,000, you know, 500. Like I said, most people don't have 500. So where the heck am I going to get $2,500 in for 5%? Doesn't make sense. Okay. So 
I hope that this podcast helped you guys in regards to what not to do with a CD. We're not going to play with a CD anymore, I hope. And I hope you start looking for better vehicles out there to put your money in. You know, we do a very good job at Playbook Investment Group of showing you various vehicles that can get you to the destination you want to. And guess what vehicle is not in the the playlist? You're right. You guessed it. A CD is not there. We will not recommend a CD, like I said, unless you're going to go buy something. But even if you're going to go buy something, we still have another vehicle that can get you to where you would need to go. And I hope that this podcast, you know, helped you. And if you have any questions, you can, you know, get a hold of us at Playbook Investment Group. We are really serious about the advancement of our money and knowing what our ROI is and being fully educated on how money works, how to grow it, how to keep it, and being disciplined enough to sustain it. So this is Coach KJ with Money Plays, and we will see you next time on another episode of Money Plays. Take care.